Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Redemption Tempe podcast. My name is Warren Williams, and today I'm joined by, I'm going to go around the table. There's a couple of folks with me, some really good friends and some good folks to have on today. And if you, can, if you can't hear it in my voice, I'm extremely excited. So let me start. Um, to my right is Will Bukovich. Um, in front of him, I have Jake Slobodnik. Hey. And the man, the creme de la creme. <laughs> <laughs> We have with us today um, Emma Totolo. So um, yes. we are so I'm so happy to have you guys on today, yeah. and um, I'm happy to have you guys on, especially for specifically around this topic. I feel like mm. with each one of you, as I look around this room, I've had some very good emotional connections around a lot of a lot of things. So um, with that being said, that's the topic for today. We're going to be talking about emotions, and um, in this season of whew, just heavy covered heavy things around current events a pandemic elections there's just so many things going on in our culture um that i don't know if you you, you if you're alive you feel emotion you feel some <laughs> some level of emotion around and probably a lot of heavy emotions mm. and what we want to talk about today that uh what we want to know is that it's going to be of extreme importance during this season that we acknowledge and process our emotions well um, in order that we can maintain health for all of our lives. So um, with that being said, I wanted to start off with just a bit of a story, something that um, happened to me and my family this past weekend. So so you guys know, um, if if you're in Phoenix and you're listening to this, you don't need me to tell you, but it has been the hottest summer in recent memory, right? Mm -hmm. It's been like every day has been 110 plus. I forgot what the number was, but I think it's been the longest streak of 110 plus days. And so this past weekend, uh, my wife and my daughter, you know, she didn't decide because she's only eight months. My wife and I decided, hey, it would be a good idea to get out of the heat. Let's try to go up north. Let's go to Flagstaff. Um, it also coincides with our anniversary, which is yesterday. So we oh, thought it'd be a good Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we thought it would be a good idea to get away. And so we hit the I-17. Um, we started out at 10 a.m. on Saturday, which was our first mistake because we should have started earlier. Yep. Um, but we put the coordinates of where we're going to into the GPS um, and... It's at three and a half hours. And I was like, wait, what a second. Like going to Flagstaff, that's a two hour drive. Like that's that's a two hour drive. Okay, maybe the GPS is off, whatever. So we're driving smoothly along the 10 and then the 17. And then we get to Anthem and the traffic is bumper to bumper. Mm-hmm. On top of that, um, our baby, our eight month year, year old baby, she's teething. She's got like four teeth coming in at the same time. And Dang. she starts yelling. <laughs> and so, you know, we had to make the tough decision of, hey, is it still worth trying to get up there? Um, you know, it was a quick turnaround trip, so we didn't have much. We wouldn't have had much time up there in the first place um, and even less with this going on. So we made the tough decision to, like, stop, stop an anthem and then eventually to turn around and go back home. And, you know. People might say like, oh, well, that's not that big of a deal or, you know, that's kind of just something that comes comes along with parenting. Right. It's just you kind of have to expect the unexpected in a lot of ways. But what I felt in that moment, I feel like was just a microcosm of what I felt during this season. Um, It feels like there are so many things that I want to, you know, this past season that we just want to like move forward into. Right. Whether it's like getting back to some level of normalcy or just 
all the emotions around all that's going on. You just kind of want to move forward. And in, in some ways, this season has kind of kept us in place, right? Whether it's physically yeah. Yeah. Um, with like being at home and being quarantined or just other initiatives, other things we want to do. If you can't even physically go places, it's hard to move forward in a lot of things. Um, yeah. And so I just felt like, wow, man, like my I felt a lot of frustration, disappointment um, and this sense of like inertia. Right. It's like, I just can't move. Um, I can't move. I can't get out of this heat. And I feel like that's just an emotion that a lot of us are feeling around this time on top of a lot of other emotions. But it just was. Yeah, that 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 uh, experience made me think about just a lot of the things I've been feeling through this season. So let's. Yeah. Sorry, Will. Go ahead. It's really hard to feel powerless. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that's what I, I feel like the season, that story, yeah. it, it's like you can't help your daughter because you're in the car. Right. You can't move because it's traffic. You have months of, you know, like you said, you can't COVID, right. it's heat, it's social media, everything is just heavy. And it's like what what we're confronted with, like yeah. we we really have very little power oh, yeah. and control. So Warren, name, the, what a, name those emotions. Oh, man. What was, what <laughs> no, no, that's, that's a great question. I think powerlessness. Yeah. Um, I am someone who, like, I believe, hey, if we plan this out well, it should work this way. Yeah. And when things don't happen that way, mm-hmm. I get unsettled. Um, oof. Yeah, uh, frustration, unsettled. disappointment. Yeah. Um, yeah, feeling like I let my family down in some way. Yeah. Um, even though it's not, it's not, it wasn't anything that I could control. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it was probably a combination of a lot of those things. Yeah. Sadness, right? Um, yeah, it, it was it was a combination of those emotions. And I think the powerlessness emotion is just one that you just feel through this season. Yeah. Um, so let's get into this. So um, I think it's important, right? Like one thing that I, in that situation, what I did was like, I asked myself, why am I feeling all these, like this tension, right? Like, why am I feeling all these emotions? Mm. And that's, uh, uh, I think, an important thing for us to do in the midst of, of, of having, you know, a ton of emotions in the, the current state of things. So I want to ask you guys, like, firstly, why is it important for us to process our emotions rather yeah. than try to, like, stuff them down? Um, and if you can think of, point to some good places in Scripture um, that speak to the importance of yeah. um, handling emotions i feel like before we even someone's gonna answer that before yeah. me but i feel like it's worth even just saying for everybody listening that you can kind of at least for what we're doing already you can talk about emotions synonymously with feelings because yeah. um, right. this could be a lot broader range of words to basically describe the internal feelings that we have in our internal life Perfect. Great. Yeah. somebody else answer the question yeah. so <laughs> well i like one of the things uh so i would say most of my life I have had this idea, probably from my family of origin, the way I was raised, but that like showing emotions makes me um, high maintenance, needy. Yeah. And I just, there was just this independent, like I am, like I'm I'm 6'2", I played sports my whole life. Like I'm like, I don't need, I don't need help. Like I, like just this independent attitude that I didn't, like it, there was some, right, it produces some good, there's some good things the Holy Spirit produced out of that, but there were some wildly unhealthy things mm-hmm. being produced out of that. And so <clears throat> I think it's important not to stuff them because I'm like, we are, uh, like I'm like, we're like toothpaste tubes. You squeeze us, what's inside's going to come out? So like <laughs> if you have gone your whole life 
And there have been all these emotions that have been built up like from your childhood, from all from anything that's happened in life. Emotions are just like that's the thing I had to learn was like emotions are not bad. Yeah. They I have to rewire my my mind to see them as not bad. They just yeah. are. And a lot of times emotions were like um when the like check check engine light comes on in my car. Mm-hmm. Um emotions for me, I had to be like, okay, that's it's like a check engine light for me. Like you're feeling some type of way and what you what your internal, like what my maybe like the unhealthy messages in my brain maybe sometimes the enemy even was saying or like you are high maintenance and needy like go like it is not a big deal you like get over it like this is kind of my self-talk when really it's like no there's a it's a check engine light and there's something going inside of you and if you don't actually pay attention to it and like take like take a deep dive with the lord into what's going on like someone's gonna squeeze your tube and all of you is about to spill out in a really unhealthy way. And I and there were moments where that would happen. And I'm like, okay, like I gotta reshape the way I think about my emotions. Um, so you gotta put that on the uh, quotable quote. Someone's gonna squeeze <laughs> you too. I think that the check engine light is so good because you started saying that, and I was like, you know what? I have on in my car the check engine light, mm-hmm. and I literally have had cars that have broken down because. I don't pay attention to the check in li- engine light because here's what I do every single time. I look at it and I go, it's not that big a deal. Surely the car's running fine. I just assume like, and as long as I can keep it running, I don't got to go through all the trouble of taking it to the shop and they tell me what's really wrong. And then I got to actually deal with the problems. So I just keep driving it. I know Lexi's going to listen to this. Movie. Yeah. You need to go check, get the check engine light fixed. <laughs> but, but I, I mean, one of the, yeah, I think of that and I think of maybe you guys will remember this, Emma, or uh, actually any of you guys might remember this, but uh, what's that quote that is uh, any part of creation is like a spring. Mm-hmm. Any part that gets suppressed will snap back with double force. I feel like em- emotions as another part of creation is the same thing. Yeah. Like the reason you can't suppress them is the tube's going to get squeezed. Yeah. yeah. And it's going to be a mess. So the clapback will be real. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's what I was thinking along the same lines, Jake, of like, where would I go? Genesis one and two, Mm -hmm. because we are created in the image of God who feels emotions throughout the scriptures. And so I think, you know, just like any part, any good part of creation, the enemy will, you know, twist and, and distort. So we either have you know, the response of we ignore the emotions, Mm -hmm. we ignore this goodness of creation and deny it. And that blows up or we exalt it too high. And we're so overly focused on emotions and that's not healthy either. So there is a good rightful place in the creational order that, you know, they are, we, one of the ways we enjoy creation is through our emotions, right? One of, Mm -hmm. one of the ways that we respond you know, we have this ability to respond to creation, to, to those, you know, to our neighbors, to our family, to those that we're in community with. Right. You know, that's that's in, in uh, a reflection of God's character. We do that in ways that animals don't. We feel connection and empathy in ways that animals don't. And right. so to ignore or to overvalue it and not, you know, realize the other aspects of creation are doing a disservice to to the image of God. That's so good. And um yeah, I'm just thinking about like we are currently in our church. Um, we're in the the book of John in our sermon mm-hmm. series, right? And when I was younger, um, when we used to play um, Bible boxing in Sunday school or um, youth night, um, and you had to bring a verse that you remembered from memory, 
Bible boxing. Yeah, that's what we used to call it. Bible boxing. <laughs> Yo, sign me up. <laughs> Bible oh, boxing. Well, that's yeah. like you in a word. Bible boxing. Bible boxing. <laughs> but the, 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 <laughs> the verse that people would go to or, you know, kids in my youth group would go to when we couldn't think of anything like, you know, when we somebody already said John 3.16 <laughs> would be Jesus wept. <laughs> right? Jesus wept. The shortest verse. Mm-hmm. in the Bible. And so, you know, we've talked about it in John. We've talked about, you know, opening up. John talks about Jesus putting on flesh and dwelling among us. Mm-hmm. So when we think about that, um, we think about Jesus and how he also felt emotion, right? He cries at the tomb of his friend. Mm-hmm. Um, how does that, like, how does the image of him putting on flesh help us when it comes to handling or thinking about our emotions? Oh, Emma, talk about it because you were talking about you were talking about Jesus wept and then he said it. So you got to talk I about know, it now. Warren, but literally, like I read ready. this question mm. and my like I immediately went to John 11 yeah. um, because I was like the, the thing I was talking to Jake before we turned on the recording button yeah. was like I was like, Jesus, he went to the tomb of his homie. Right. He went to Lazarus's tomb and he knew like he knew he was going to say, Lazarus, come out and walk. Right. And he knew it. And, he, yeah. and as everyone around him is crying, Mary and Martha are like, if you would have been here, yeah. our brother would have lived. Mm. And he knew that he was about to be like, girl, don't even trip. Right. And yet he shows up at the tomb and he just loses it yes. and yeah. he weeps. And I just think like, man, A, he, Jesus must have felt it. Right. Like Warren, like. Yeah. Like he really felt it. Like he put on skin, like for real, for real, because he felt all these human emotions. But I think even um, like I want to call it discipline, but it's even more than discipline. But just the discipline of like weeping with those who are weeping, like that he took on the pain that even though he knew it's like it's not going to be pain. It's about to be rejoicing. Just hold up. But he took on the pain of like his friends and he just wept yeah. for, for the death of his friend, even though he was like, I'm about to change it though. Yeah. And I just am like, oh, that's like, I want to live, Jesus, I want to be like that. Yeah. Like I want to, see, I can't do this podcast. I'm just so, oh, I'm, like, I'm so glad I'm not on camera so you can't see me cry. She's crying too. Yeah. No, but I just, I the beauty of like I just think of the yeah. the depths I've been in in my life when I have had yeah. friends who have chosen to come over and they don't say anything they yeah. just sit there and they cry with me and I'm like oh that's just been some of the most beautiful moments in my grief in my whole life is when friends have done that um, but I'm like they're so godly because they 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 did what Jesus did yeah. you know so thanks Emma. I, Man, guys, why I gotta be the first one? Hey, I'm. I'll, I bet I'm next. Um, yeah. I think about that. Oh, never mind. Will's crying too. Um, can't have an emotions podcast. And not me. That's right. Feeling emotions. I think about something when I heard like the when you said that, Warren. I thought about maybe the opposite version of my experience of what happens when I refuse to experience those emotions or suppress them it actually gets in the way of me experiencing Christ. Mm. And I've had, especially when it comes to the emotions of sadness or, I mean, I'm sure we all got ones that are harder to do with, deal with, but anger, sadness get hard for me to experience. And I don't want to, cause they hurt. And so 
what I've found to be just kind of what's happened in my life is people close to me, uh, close friend, family members, or my wife will be hurting and Mm. that, and the hurt won't go away. So it can't be solved. And so for a while I can be like a good, like shoulder to cry on, but then comes the time where it's not going away and, and Jesus is kind of inviting me to enter into it. And so my experience is I go numb and I go and I realize that I go numb because and I feel like God's not close in those moments. Mm. And what I think I realized after a long season of being with somebody suffering is, is I don't feel like God's close because he's in the sadness and suffering and I don't want to go there. So he's there patiently waiting. Jesus is weeping at Lazarus tomb and I'm like outside the city at the bar and I'm like, no, nah, I'm just ready to like laugh and have a good time. Nice. Jesus, where are you? Yeah. And he's not there because he's, you know, he's waiting for me to weep and be there. Cause that's the real emotion for the, you know, the season. And so I end up missing out on Jesus because I am afraid of entering into those emotions. So yeah. The, Jake, that made me think when you were sharing that, like Jesus says, follow me. And we always think like location, geography, vocation, something I can do or contribute, but not emotionally. Hmm. Right. Like not follow me. You know, we talk about, uh, yeah, we talk about in Jesus, we become more human, Hmm. right. More authentically human to what God created us to be pre-fall. Right. That's one of the things that's being reconciled. Hmm. And it's always in my mind, well, I'm happier I'm more content. I'm more joyful. It's never, I feel more sadness. I feel more anger at sin and brokenness. I feel more grief, Mm. but he created those emotions as well. Right. And it's like, he invites us into like an emotional existence, right? Like, Mm. um, I think, you know, Jake, what you, when you were talking, one thing I was thinking about is like a lot of times, especially in this season of like, where it just feels like we've been in the desert. Mm I think a, a thing we feel at some odd times is like anti-emotion, like apathy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then we see Jesus, he's weeping at his friend's tomb, right? Mm-hmm. He's angry when he tries to heal um, the man with the withered hand and the Pharisees are like giving him bad looks. Like Jesus is experiencing all these emotions because being a fully human is for you to experience emotion. Yeah. Um, being apathetic is like inhumane. Um, you can't care. You can't love for folks if you are just being apathetic. And um, one prayer I've had for just all of us during this season is that wherever that paralysis has come in spiritually, emotionally, um, that God will awaken us. Um, so um, I'm going to flip a question that you guys asked me um, on you guys. So um, when I was describing the story of me trying to go up to Flagstaff and just a horrible failed attempt that was um you guys asked uh what was the biggest emotion or were some of those emotions right i was processing or needed to process um as that was going down so i want to ask you guys in this season right we have experienced so many things from just a large cultural national sort of level right um some things like the the pandemic right um race justice, policing, uh, reform uh, uh, issues and things that have happened, horrible things that we've uh, we've seen Um, and the election um, coming up and just all the divisiveness and um, rhetoric that comes with that. So with all these things happening, there's and on top of that, like I'm just talking that that's like at a big level, right? There's still things going on in our personal lives that cause us a lot of 
grief, sadness, happiness, all, you know, all those different emotions. But what would be um, one emotion that has had that you've experienced in this season that has taken the most to kind of process, think through and try to understand? Um, yeah. What, what has been what would you guys say has been that emotion? Hmm. You guys can't see this, but they're all looking at me. So <laughs> we're, we're oh. forcing Will to go yeah. with their their peer pressure stares. It's like the antithesis of the Care Bear stare. I, I'm looking at you because I did that thing where, like, for a second, I blanked out the at a key part of the question, and uh, I'm like, uh, I'll just wait for everybody else to answer it, so I, I can piece I together what the question was. No, I got no, I got an answer. I got an answer. I'll go. I'll go. Um, honestly, for me, I think the biggest emotion that I have felt is anxiety. And um, I've I've struggled with anxiety in my past. Um, there's been times that you know I've had to seek professional help, medication, those types of things. Um, you know, had all the unhelpful you know Bible verses. Well, do not be anxious, which is not referring to clinical anxiety, right. and that's a misuse, a weaponization of scripture. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna name that. Yes. Uh, but honestly, yeah, honestly, anxiety. You know. Um, the for our context my wife has an autoimmune disorder so that takes you know covid and we experience that different differently yeah. um you know our lots of our closest friends um and and family members you know are of all de- different ethnicities right. and so you know the the race stuff feels a little bit different mm-hmm. um you know these are uh, those of you guys who know me and my family issues that we care about deeply and, and we feel, um, you know, we try to engage in the city in these different areas. And so, yeah, it, there's been a lot of those emotions sure. and, and the compounding nature of them yeah. and how it touches everything, you know, at times it just felt overwhelming. And yeah. so it's like, what do we do? You know? Right. And part of that is I do turn to scripture and I do pray yeah. and I do drink water and I exercise yes. and I sleep. Right. Like it, it's so it, it's yeah. all, it's all of these things I have got, you know, Jake comes over and we sit outside and we sweat because it's been a ridiculous summer and right. we talk about things. Right. You know, we talk. Warren and I, you know, Emma comes over. We we, yeah. we talk through things. And, you know, I think a lot of times that in the church's experience, when we feel especially things like anxiety or depression, you mm-hmm. get one response. It's like read a Bible verse and pray and it's all going to go away. Right. Or the other extreme reaction to that is like, no, scripture has nothing to do with this. Take a pill, go to a professional, and it's all going to go away. The reality is the spirit works through all of those things. Yes. And, to, and to approach our emotions as either they're only clinical or they're only spiritual is that's not the full, that's not a full picture, right? right. We, God gave us all of these avenues in order to process through them. And so we need to steward them all well. And I love mm. the way you mentioned like our bodies, right? Like yes. our bodies are a part. Um, they play a part. How we store our bodies is going to be a play a part in our emotional state. Like a lot of us have been sitting like how I'm sitting right now, slur- like slumped over, shoulders like slumped over and crouched at a computer, you know, in our houses and at a computer for a long stretches throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So even things like getting up, walking around, like moving your body help to play a part in you know, emotional health too, as well as your physical health. Yeah. I'll tell you, this is hilarious. Yeah. But another thing that has helped us in this season is our neighbor gave us his Nintendo Switch. And my boys and my wife and I play Fortnite. Wow. 
And I'm serious, like, you know, obviously there's been times that it's been too much and the boys get overly stimulated, you know, all sure. of that. But with the heaviness of everything going on, yeah. I've shared this with some of you guys. Man, the yeah. things that I've led this summer are multiple Bible studies on the Book of Lamentations, <laughs> our political discipleship groups, some of the heaviest <laughs> film nights. <laughs> Just mercy, right? Like just these heavy topics, the book club on race, right? right? Yeah. It's all heavy. And so to just to have that, like, I can experience joy and play a silly yeah. video game with my kids. Yeah. You know, yep. we don't always have to be, you can't lament all the time. That's right. That's right. And yeah, I think it, I think that's really important because I think when we, when you think emotions, you always go to like the, the, the hardest things yeah. first, mm-hmm. right? Like the saddest things, which are important. And there's a lot of us that need to spend more time in that. Yeah. But also like God has given us joy, right? Like we can celebrate, we can um, enjoy life as well. Um, so that's an important emotion to, to find in our lives, in our, in our daily lives as well. Um, Jake, yeah. um, was there one emotion you can name that you've been kind of... I got two. Yeah. Okay. Two. Let's I, hear them. I, probably sadness yeah. and anger okay. um, in this season. And I mean, I probably can't add anything more helpful onto what Will said. I would just say that like what I've noticed about those two is that when I do not do those healthy things, I don't take care of the whole made body God gave me. I don't talk it out with good close friends and safe spaces. I don't come to God kneeling in prayer and processing those emotions with them. They end up just getting worse. So like anger, unprocessed with God and others turns into bitterness. Yeah. And so I wake up to like go work out at like early morning and on my bike ride over, I'm having like six fake fights with all the people in my life. Wow. Um, <laughs> and it's just the nastiest part of me. And yeah. then sadness, if it's unprocessed and unshared ends up turning into numbness, yeah. which I actually end up feeling a lot and I confuse it with like, I don't feel anything, but it just ends up becoming this, I don't want to feel sadness. And so when I refuse it, it becomes this like shell layer that begins to make everything else not feel it good. I just feel, end up feeling numb and checked out. Hmm. Um, so yeah. 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 I'm going to take one of Jake's because yeah. I was already thinking it, but mm-hmm. it would be for me, I think I felt um, anger and I was going between exhaustion or disgust. And I was like, let yeah. me just go with exhaustion. I think anger because, um, People that I love, that I love dearly, they are family or they are close friends. Um, Anger at their apathy towards um, the plight of people of color in our country. Anger towards words that they'll clown, um, you know, they'll say really mean things about image bearers who uh, believe things that they don't agree with, whether it's on, you know, the right or the left side of what, you know. Uh, And it makes me so angry because I'm like, how can you talk about people like that? Right. Like, I'm like, they, I get that they're the wildly humanist in their beliefs, but how can you, like, it makes me, f- it's so mad um, the way that, so that's made me mad, but then I feel a level of disgust because I'm like, okay, well, let's be real because you've talked about, um, our, I've just to yeah. be honest, I've talked about our president that way. And I remember a prayer Will wrote, you prayed, you wrote this prayer in a lament, the, in a lament time we had where you were like, Lord, forgive me for believing Trump's sins are worse than my own. Mm. And that led me to just crying because I was like, dude, that's so me. I sit here and I talk trash, 
but I'm like, I'm, I'm no better. Like, so like discuss with myself, discuss with my friends and people who I love, like the complex of like, I love you so much, but you are so trash. I feel like you're so trash right now. Like, so the anger in me is just, I haven't known what to do with it. And then just exhaustion because at the peak of all this stuff, um, like, I feel like there was kind of a bombarding of, um, as people kind of stepped into a little bit of an awakening of like, oh, okay, maybe I really have been blind to all these things that have been sitting here under the surface and now it's blowing up and people have been stepping into it. And there's been this, just an exhaustion of people who I love, again, well-intending, great intentions, like who have just, I think they've bombarded me and other, I think other people of color, other people who do sort of race justice reconciliation work. And I've just been like, Lord, questions, like let's have this conversation. And though I'm like, thank you, Lord, like this is a moment where I think you want to make scales fall from the eyes of your people. This, I I can't do it, God. Like, I don't think I have. Oh, here we go again. But just the moments I've had with friends where I've been like, I don't think I have the strength to step into this right now. Like where everyone wants to jump in on it, but like, um, I'm, I'm, everything is heavy and I'm dying over here. So just, I think that's, that has subsided. That was in the the peak of it. Like I feel way more rested after like some vacation time this summer, Mm -hmm. but there was a moment there where I was like, I, I can't do it. I'm turning off my phone. Like I'm, I'm going, I just felt the weight of it, um. So, yeah. Yeah, Emily, and you never have to apologize for crying on our podcast. I know, but I, I hate that I'm crying so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just cry quietly. That's the only reason the people know. don't know. I think the reality is it. I, I know what you're talking about. Those conversations do take a, a big toll on yeah. you emotionally. And I think uh, you have a sense around brokenness um, that's like uh, you, you have an emotional sense around brokenness that's correct that like a lot of us need to gain and learn to mm. like actually be better mourners right um, as Christ instructs us in Matthew 5 right it's like blessed are those who mourn for they will be comforted also like having that proper sense of um, around brokenness of yeah. sadness around brokenness um, so you guys kind of touched on this in some of your responses um, but I would love to hear if you had any other further ways you can think of for the listener out there who says, OK, I do have these emotions. I'm feeling a lot of emotions around this season, around all these things that are going on. How do I process them? Do You guys have any like healthy things that have maybe you've um, implemented in your own life um, that has helped you to process mm. um, the things you're feeling? Yeah, I would. I mean, probably the first one would be a pen and a paper. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just personally, it helps me gets get my words out so i can see them and then either i can realize for the first time because i'm an outward processor oh that's how i feel or i'll look at it and be like oh my gosh that's nonsense like i'm really glad i didn't say that to anybody (laughs) but it gives me a chance to just put it down on paper and usually i I i'd say like in the presence of God is probably one of the best things of, of being able to process emotions. And I think that gets really hard because we may not be as familiar with the whole book of Psalms, which has such a variety and gives so much room for these emotions that, I mean, our, our culture avoids them like the plague, but they're very familiar Mm -hmm. to the Hebrew scriptures. And so 
anger or feeling abandoned by God or frustration or disappointment or looking at the lives of those outside the faith and being envious of it. Mm. Um, All those things are just normal prayers within the Psalms. And so I think the biggest tool for processing emotions, whatever you need, if it's pen or paper or if it's other with other people, uh, processing it with God is some of the most helpful times I've had of sitting with God in prayer. And on, on a lot of times where I start is that numb place. Yep. Uh, that's where I usually start. Yep. And so like if I'm feeling anger and I'm mad, I'm blown up and doing something that like hurts someone else. I know pretty quick. Oh, I'm, I'm having an issue with anger, but most of the time I start with like a numb space and I'm like, I don't even know how I feel. And going to God in prayer and asking the Holy Spirit to speak in a way that would help me even understand like my own soul so I could talk to him. I think about whenever, when you ask that, I think about uh, Romans 8. Like we know the whole creation's been groaning as in the pains of childbirth up to this present time. But it says not only so, but we ourselves, like we groan too. Because we don't have our adoption of sonship yet, like fully. We don't have the redemption of our bodies yet. We watch this world broken, and so we wait eagerly for these things. So there's this groaning that we have in us that is, you know, it says beyond words, and the Spirit helps us in our weakness because we don't know what to pray for. Mm. So bring in emotions or even the lack thereof emotions to God and to the Holy Spirit and asking him to speak and groan inly with us to help us know like, what is it that's in there internally? Because we're not that good. Really. I think of being aware of our own emotions. We're pretty deceptive ourselves. And a lot of times we're feeling things we don't even realize we're feeling until it shows on the surface of our life. So it going off of groaning, but I like, oh, I'm going to share this guys. It's going to be sad. I'm probably going to cry. I'm just going to forewarn you now. But like when you talk about like, what are things like, what are ways that I've entered into this? Um, I remember, so, um, my mom died two years ago. It's going to make me cry. It's already, but she, um, we, she had cancer. So we watched her slowly, slowly fade away. You know, we were by her side as it happened and so my mom was an RN so like a bunch of her friends were all nurse practitioners RNs doctors so I think some of the ways like um they would come visit us visit her as she was incoherent and they would talk to us like a lot of the ways they talked about death and like the process my mom was on it was very logical they would explain a lot of the medical things that were happening you know um her, her kidneys are starting to shut down like so we you know they were so great. And so we were like, we walked through it with doctors and nurses who informed us on everything. But um, I remember sitting next to my mom, um, probably a, a week and a half before she died. And I just like, I, there was nothing pretty about this process. And I just remember sitting there and I just said, God, I hate you. I hate you for making us watch this. I hate you that you're not showing up and intervening. Like I just, like, so my, and um, it was this, the realest thing I could have ever said to the Lord. And I said it over and over, just how much I hated him. And uh, I think I felt, the part of me feels felt guilt for that. Like it was like, there, there was there was guilt connected to how I felt with the Lord in saying that. But I think one of the biggest things God has taught me to do through that is um, like 
I don't have to filter my feelings to give to God. Um, like I in that moment, I was like the the kind of the guilt of like t- telling God how much I hated Him. Mm. Like I was like, I think that God, um, like as I look back and as He's walked me through some of just the darkest moments of life, um, I think that God was pleased with me mm. because. Um, I could have just turned it off and been like, I'm not talking to you. I'm done with you. Um, But it was almost like just to be able to still, even though I hated him, I was so mad. But I to journey with him, like it was like I was still in my unfiltered raw. um, I was with him. Like it was like I could still look to him and say, I hate you, God, even though I like. Yeah. So I just think there's the reality of like, um, Whatever the emotion it is, like you might think it's small and you're like, why do I even care about this? It's like, no, just just give God all of it, like unfilter it. Like God wants it. He can take it. He's like he was fully God and fully human. And he could like like he felt everything we felt and yet was without sin. Like he can take. He can take my cries of being like, God, I hate you. And um, obviously you come out on their side and I'm like, God, I don't hate you. You're all I have. Like you are all I have. There's nothing on earth I desire beside you. There's no one in heaven but you. Like, like, and so I land there, but the process to getting there is a really ugly one where God has gotten so many unfiltered words from me. (laughs) Um, But that has been like tremendous in transforming the way I talk to God and the way he meets me. Mm. So, So man, God is so good. I think, yeah, I'm going to (laughs) cry. Emma, you have led so well in that. And and even my family is, we have walked through difficult things in, in similar seasons. And the thing that, is so helpful, and I'm so thankful you shared that story, is that you turned it toward God. Right. Yeah. Because so often what we do is we say, I hate you, God, but we turn it towards sex. We turn it towards alcohol. We turn it towards drug. We turn it towards wow. binge watching TV. We turn wow. it towards food. We turn it to- We're saying the same thing, but you direct it to God. As if, like, and we try to hide it as if the all-knowing God doesn't already know that we're thinking, (laughs) like, how silly is this, right? But that that honesty and vulnerability, and it's directed to God because he could have intervened. You acknowledge his power and sovereignty. It's directed to God because you know that your father listens, right? Everything in doing this is honoring to God, even when the language is raw and vulnerable, because it is directed to God in those times, right? That affirms the joyful Psalms of you are my foundation. You are my, you know, my, my stronghold, all of those things. When, when, when we're turning those emotions to God that, you know, it makes me think of when I was young, the, uh, like in youth group, you know, the take every thought captive to Christ. And it almost felt like this, like military, you know, like there's all these dangerous thoughts creeping in and I better like point my gun at them because they're not to be trusted. Right. Right. Rather than know all of these thoughts, we turn towards Christ in his, in his rule. Mm -hmm. And so when I feel joy, that's a, that imagine that when he comes back, Mm -hmm. that's a gift from him. Mm -hmm. When I feel sadness, right. It's it, it, my heart is grieved at my own sin or, or someone else's sin or the brokenness because this is not the way it's it, it right. ought to be right. All of these things can be turned towards Jesus is is ugly and hard and vulnerable yeah. as it is. Yes. Yeah, and Emma, as you described and you shared that story, it just made me think about the Psalms again, right? Mm-hmm. Like in a lot of the Psalms, we see that process going on, right? Where yeah. it starts off like, God, why, 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 why are these things happening? Um, or why is the world this way? 
And then, you know, there's like a process that happens that ends at God, but you're, you're good, God. Mm-hmm. And I love the way um, you've ordered things. <clears throat> Lord, I, I don't I even understand it, but I worship you. Um, and yeah, just hearing the way um, you've processed, mm-hmm. um, you know, the loss of your mom. It, it really reminded me of that. And, yeah. um, you know, I know that through this season, there may be a lot of folks who may be feeling very similar to what Emma was feeling. Um, just it's been so much, so many things that have happened that we can feel a lot of sadness around. And so we want you to take um, account, to acknowledge those emotions. And one thing that we're doing that actually uh, Jake, who's at the table with us, he helped to create um, was this uh, document. And it's called uh, Pro- Questions for Processing This Season. And um, we are the the first one or the one that's currently out is specifically around processing current events, because I feel like a lot of the there's like a national angst right now. And a lot of it is around um, current events. And what Jake said was absolutely true. Like we ultimately can the best place for us to bring these emotions is to our father. Um, But there are um, ways or questions that we can ask ourselves as these emotions come up that I feel like would just help us to better, um, like just acknowledge what these things truly are, what these things that we're feeling truly are. And some of those questions that we're um, encouraging you to ask as you process current events are, um, what are you celebrating and thankful for in this season? What have you lost in this season? How are you making space to grieve and lament? Um, what's the one thing that causes the majority of your frustration, tension, and anger in this season? What is causing you the greatest anxiety and worry? What keeps you from sleeping or dominates your thoughts upon waking? How do you imagine God's response to your emotion? So um, if you want to access this document, you can go to redtem.in slash current events cues i know that's a long link and we'll post it in the comment um if you want to access it but i just feel like this is just a great way um to uh, like really understand like i, I always think about that iceberg issue, uh, image right there's a there's a top of the iceberg and that's what we see um when you pass by an iceberg but underneath there's this large massive um, presence that's where most of the iceberg actually lives is underneath it and these questions help us to get underneath um to access um what's going on um so lastly guys um if there's one thing um folks somebody who's listening to this podcast out there there's one thing you can um, leave them with one word of advice one um maybe a verse from scripture um, something that has encouraged you in this season um, or just something that's helped to keep you rooted in this season you can share with um you know our listeners as we move forward into um, the rest of the year um, what would it be? What would that one thing be? Hmm. <sighs> I feel, guess I'll go. Yeah, feel free to repeat <laughs> anything you said because a lot of what you said is just, well, a lot of what you guys said have just been, has, or have already said has been great, but it would be good. I just want that last thing that sits on the listener's mind. Um, go, Emma. Yeah. yeah, well, the thing I would say, Will, if this was yours, I'm sorry, bro. You already know what I'm going to say. But I, I feel like in this season of my life, in the last five years, if there is one thing God has taught me to do, it is to lament. It And, and like, I think that the way I've been able to deal with 
loss is because God showed me how to do that. And so um, how, that's what I would leave you with is yeah. like if, if you're not someone who's like, I don't like I know we can't lament forever. Sometimes I'm the one who'd be like, no, nah, I'm staying in lament. We stay in here. And it's like, no, we can't stay there. But if I'm ever to have hope. The gateway to hope is through lament. And so if you're out there feeling some types of hopelessness, like, all right, let's dive into lament. Um, And so that's what I would say. Hmm. I would just, I'll say the same thing. And I think we've been talking about a lot of the sadder, harder emotions lately uh, with the season going on. I'd say the reason those two first two questions on those resources is, whatever that word was that I just said, but resources is uh, Thanksgiving and lament. Like those two can be kind of your bread and butter at asking questions within your own soul before the face of Christ and with others in community. But usually we don't know how to do one or the other or neither, but they offer, if you learn how to lament, you learn how to be honest before the face of God. And it's like, Emily, like you said, it's the starting place of hope. Thanksgiving is the starting place of joy and gratitude and and rest. Most of the rest that we're after lately in life is a fake type of rest that comes from consumption and busyness. Whereas Thanksgiving brings rest because when you really do bring before the face of God, thank you for everything and are reminded even of the simple things of every moment that I am taking a breath, each one of them, God actively allowed. And so Thanksgiving ends up bringing joy and it kind of resets us. And so I would just say like the last thing I remember is like, you know, to start, start with those two, learn how to have Thanksgiving and learn how to lament. Yeah. I'm not going to talk about lament. I'm going to go a different (laughs) route because this kept popping to mind throughout, throughout our time. Um, in the wise words of Jessica Nicely, who attends our church and runs an incredible organization called Winged Hope, she told me that anger is the bodyguard of sadness. Mm. Wow. So when I feel angry, I have to ask myself, what am I trying to protect myself from feeling sad about? Oh, man. Wow. That's so good. Um, and um, I, I, I just, I kind of want to just leave you guys with this, right? Like we look to, to Jesus as our hope. Right through all the things that we're experiencing, we look to Jesus as our hope. And on this graphic, the processing emotions graphic, it starts like this. Why emotions matter? For Jesus to be fully human was to be a man who was emotional, to weep over the broken, and to celebrate and to rejoice in the good. Um, We invite you guys during this season, um, we, we will have other resources available and other um, this thing, th- groups, and just many ways for you to process um, your emotions. But if we can leave you guys with anything, um, is that your emotions do matter. They're important, and, and Jesus cares about them. Um, so, I wanted to, th- I want to thank Will, Jake, Emma. You guys were fantastic today. Thanks, I want to thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>